Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 933, September 29th, 2022. We've reached a high of 89 degrees on this day in 1897. And it was 27 degrees on this day in 1945. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I got a nifty email. I don't know why this guy doesn't want me to use his name. Let's call him Dave. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the show. Uh, It's just nifty, though. Excuse me. Oh, Paul from Shorewood, if you choose to mention this, please. I hope his real name isn't Dave. Let's start over. Grab another email. Grab another email. Uh, no, this is cool. Okay. Yep. At the beginning of September 27th's podcast, two two days ago, you asked for the 732nd time, what's the weather supposed to be? That was the day that the Star Tribune had, had as its play right. story. We had a record number of, a, a number, a record number of days above 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, this September is now the driest on record. Do we know which year had the most average September for temperature and rainfall? If we knew that, could we find the same for the other 11 months? These most average months would be the exact time period that our temperature and rainfall should be. Surely these averages would all be in the same year, so clearly that would be a climate weather goal the year we are searching for? Or is it possible that these exact average months occur in different years? And if so, it might be interesting to see which years those are and if they are in the same decade or even the same century. you get the point. Feel free to make it more concisely. Head down, collar up, trudging forward, always pushing back. In other words, according to the Star Tribune, this, this month has not been what it should be. They apparently know what it should be. And what he's saying is, well, what are all the months that would pass muster? What are all the months that would have been considered normal? Well, it can't be done. Right. No months. (laughs) No, it can't be done. Right. I've got a lot of great emails, uh, including from Steve Lundwall, who completed the cross-country chase on his World War II Harley. Oh, good. Joe and the gang, I've made it home to Holiday, Tennessee. The bike is in transit and last reported to be in Las Vegas, waiting for the right logistics to be shipped this way. That's okay. I'm not all that anxious to hop back on it anyway. I think I prefer one of my tractors as we prepare for deer season or maybe my Bentelli e-bike during this fabulous fall in the hills and hollers of Tennessee. During the airplane flights to Springfield, Illinois, the original starting point, and the truck drive back to Tennessee, I was able to catch up on all the podcasts and was happy to hear my email updates were passed along. It was an incredible trip along a lot of what's left of Route 66. I'd encourage any vintage bike enthusiasts out there to participate in the 2024 event. Details will start to be published early next year. 
Now to clean up a couple of things from those updates. The original email included the message you read, and then I added a line, not for broadcast. Note the colon. Sorry for all the confusion. What I was attempting to convey was that all the contact and link information following the colon was for you and the boys. That information was full of other links, details, and complex connections that I didn't think would be very understandable across the airwaves, especially with the mayor starting with wah, wah, wah. But I thought it might be useful for you and the dummies. Once again, sorry for the confusion. However, the panic in your voice as you read that line was a hoot. I truly enjoyed Kenny's shot at me concerning my picture on the corner of Winslow, Arizona, and my chances of getting a girl in a flatbed Ford to slow down and take a look at me because, well, I've seen Kenny. Seriously, though, <laughs> Kenny's original suggestion that I carry five gallons of seafoam wasn't totally off the mark. I did carry some, but relied on his continued assurance that you can find it everywhere, and I did. As for the chase itself of the original 100 signed up to compete, I was one of 46 to complete every mile. There were 62 of us who rolled into Santa Monica and down onto the pier. Had I not screwed up and missed one of the surprise checkpoints, I would have won my class. But in Garage Logic, we keep scores, so I finished in the middle of the pack. No hard feelings. As a rookie in this event, completing every mile on an 80-year-old motorcycle was a huge win in my book. Hope everyone enjoyed the updates. It was a true celebration of cylinders every day as we slowly roared along and every night as creative minds massaged and coaxed more life out of all of that old iron. You'll be hearing from me again in 2024 as we once again revel in the joys of antique motorcycles to destinations unknown. Steve Lunwall, Holiday, Tennessee. Well, Congratulations. Cheers. cheers. Give him one of these. Give him something here. Give mm. him, uh, what do you got here? You give him one of these. I'm giving him a tip of the cup. <laughs> now on to the hurricane. Santa Bell Jim sold just in time, didn't he? He's no longer on the island. Oh, wow. Uh, many Minnesotans are familiar with Santa uh, with Bell Island, Captiva. Mm-hmm. Uh, the causeway has washed out at the mainland and the east end of the causeway, so there's no getting on and off the island right now. And uh, Sanibel Jim writes, I'm getting calls and information from friends from Sanibel. About 50 feet of the first section of the causeway has collapsed. Wow. I just saw a Coast Guard wow. chopper heading out to the island on, the, uh, uh, on a live newscast. There is currently no way to reach the island other than by boat. There is a major piece of earth-moving equipment right now trying to clear the causeway road so they can reach the collapsed section. All right. Wow. And I imagine if you stayed and you're elderly, uh, you're up against it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, hopefully, if, if you're you elderly, got a, you got out. What if you got a seven-foot ceiling and you got five feet of water in your living room? What That's are you, what are you doing? That's not good. You should have left. You should have left. Is that a case of being, as you've always put it, Joe, is that a case of so many warnings, so much hysteria that you thought, ah, it's not going to be that big of a deal? Or is it stubbornness? What 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 is it if you decided to stay, even though there were a lot of evacuation um, notices from authorities? I would imagine it's a combination of all of that, and maybe you didn't have a way to get out. Okay. Hail the flashlight, King. 
Hail, Hail you. you. Speaking of luck, Keith Okrant writes, Luck is having a Category 4 hurricane, almost Cat 5, heading straight for your city. But around 100 miles south of your city, it takes a slight jog to the east and just misses you, and all you lose is electric power. Thank you, Keith in St. Petersburg, Florida. They lucked out. He got lucky. Yeah. That's lucky. Now imagine 1848, okay. when Tampa was walloped by a hurricane that quite probably was the equivalent of what they just got hit with, all right? No down power lines, no floating cars, <clears throat> no destroyed homes, no, no yachts tossed true and fro, to and fro. But what would they what would they have seen? Confused well, they would have, they would have walked down the dirt paths that passed for roads, and they would have said, "Zeke, remember that island we fished on last week? It's gone. She's gone." Or Zeke, there's an inlet here that wasn't here before. So as nature plays out through the course of Earth's time, uh, the only thing that happened in 1848 was the land got reconfigured. And what happens in 2020, 2022 is that people are inconvenienced by essentially what would have been the same storm. Mm-hmm. But as we've discussed, that doesn't meet the narrative of the news gatherers. Uh, are you aware of Don Lemon? <laughs> the uh, sure. mm-hmm. journalist? Yes, sort of. Well, he's speak. not a journalist. He's a, a TV guy. Fool. He's a hack. He is one of the worst uh, hacks, and CNN has essentially demoted him now. He's not calling it a demotion, but they're putting him on an early morning show and uh, getting him off prime time. I I found it uh, fascinating what he did here. CNN host Don Lemon was joined by Jamie Rome, the acting director of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Hurricane Center, on Tuesday to discuss the storm track and expected effects of Hurricane Ian. Lemon opened the interaction by framing his questions regarding the storm in a context focusing on climate change. After discussing the particulars of the storm itself, which it seemed Rome was interested in answering. According to Fox News, because no one else would cover this, Lemon told his audience that meteorologists have said Hurricane Eon could enter another period of rapid intensification prior to making landfall. He asked Rome, what effect climate change has on this phenomenon? We can come back and talk about climate change at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. We think the rapid intensification is probably almost done, Rome answered. Well, Don didn't give up because he's Don. There could be a little more intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the eastern Gulf, but I don't think we're going to get any more rapid intensification. He then attempted to continue describing the hurricane's development. This is the uh, NOA guy. If you look here, you can actually see pretty interesting for your viewers, he said. You can actually see a second eye wall forming around the inner eye wall, and that's basically the second eye wall has overtaken the original eye wall, and that should arrest development, he added, before being interrupted by Lemon. The CNN host was undeterred and continued, so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon? 
that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question here, he asked. Rome replied, I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Oh. On the whole, on the cumulative, climate change may be making storms worse, but to link it to any one event, I would caution against that. Oh. Lemon then began to argue with the National Weather Service expert who possesses 20-plus years of experience studying hurricanes. Uh. Okay, well, they, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to intensify. So this storm is just a massive one. Its effects are also being felt in the southern part of Florida. Lori Goldstein, editor emeritus of the Toronto Sun, tweeted the exchange, observing, this is hilarious, Don Lemon gratuitously insults actual hurricane expert by claiming his anecdotal evidence, I grew up there, makes him an expert. <laughs> People are all over this. It's wonderful. I have the, the audio if you'd like it too, by the way. I didn't know you were going to bring this up today. The exchange harkens back to a September 19th interview with Henry Fordwich, a British-American businesswoman and commentator on the royal family following the death of Queen Elizabeth. During the interview, Lemon asked if the British royal family should pay reparations for African slavery and appeared surprised when Fordwich suggested that not only should African, and nation, African nations who originated the slave trade pay repara- reparations, but said funds should be given to the descendants of British who fought to end the Atlantic slave trade. So Lemon was shut up about that, right. too. What do you have uh, there from Lemon there, Chris? Can you tell us what this is and what effect climate change has on this phenomenon? Well, we can come back and talk about climate change at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. We think the rapid intensification is probably almost done. There could be a little bit more intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico, but I don't think we're going to get any more rapid intensification. If you look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eye wall forming around the inner eye wall, and that's basically the second eye wall has overtaken the original eye wall, and that should arrest development. Uh, so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this Hey, stop it. Phenomenon? I can't stand this guy. I really can't. But isn't it interesting that the guy from uh, the National Oceanic and Ap- Atmospheric Administration said, I think this would be interesting for your viewers? Yeah. And when you're so wedded to the narrative, you don't even give a bleep you about give your up, viewers. Yeah, you, you don't, don't give up. <laughs> the guy had some charts and pictures and said, I think your people would find this interesting. Now, look at this. A second eye is diminishing the intensity uh, of the first eye. Change. And this oh. moron goes right back into climate change. I guarantee you he didn't even hear him. Right? He was so busy yeah. working on his next. It's like when we do the show with Joe. He suited him. He suits them. Yeah. <laughs> I hear every word you say. See, I, I hear every a, word you say. I was going to be a little more subtle than that guy. Okay. Nah, got it. Copy. We Don Lemon Dim. Duly noted. Oh, that's the new one. We yes. Don Lemon Don, Don Lemon Dim. <laughs> Powered through, baby. Uh, it's 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 people who have changed. The dynamic of this thing. As I said, in 1848, when Zeke and Pete walked down, to, when they came out of their shelter yep. and looked at, my God, there's an island missing. There's a new island. There's a new inlet. That river, ju- that river just turned. It's got a new shoreline. That was the equivalent 
of today saying, look at the power lines down, look at the roofs blown <laughs> off, look at the cars floating, including I saw a picture of a McLaren floating. That Ooh. was a moron who didn't get oh, that to high wow. ground. Yeah. You got to look for the highest level in the parking ramp if you got a McLaren. Right. Don't you? Right. I'm now looking at a video from Fort Myers Beach. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, it was. it's devastating to yeah. people. To people, it's right. devastating. Yeah, absolutely, yes. The earth doesn't care. No. It just keeps going on. The earth's it's been through this before. Yep. As recently as 1848. And 1921 and 2017, and, and it'll go through this again. And there's nothing these disingenuous uh, politicos can do about it, as we well know. And uh, it's a shame that that America is served so poorly by a journalistic class that has embraced this narrative that uh, we could actually do something about this. There's nothing you can do about it. No, take it. All you got to do is all you can do is take it. I was surprised <laughs> at how many boats did not appear to be ruined. Just because they were boats floating. left in the water seem to have ridden it out. Hmm. But uh, what I am surprised is that Sanibel Island, a, a notoriously famous tourist spot for Minnesotans, the Twins are down there in Fort Myers, mm-hmm. and and uh, see what the Twins did. They they sent all their minor leaguers out of there, and then they gave all those dorm rooms to first responders. Oh wow, I did not see that. That's a much better charitable act on the part of the Twins than funding. Uh, Gender research. Right. So this yeah. is part of the new brand, I right. think. Right. The new brand that's coming up. I mean, I love the twins, but, you know, don't fund that. Right. Yeah. What are you doing with your hand? Hi. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me look at something here. <laughs> Steve oh. Lenwell said he was going to go home, maybe ride his e-bike. Closer to home. That's an e-bike he got at EcoFund Motorsports, by the way. Tim Bloom at EcoFun Motorsports, the new store in Forest Lake on Highway 97, immediately west of Interstate 35, and the store that opened this summer in Burnsville on the uh, service road off 35. He wants us to know this summer has been great thanks to the GLers. And with winter starting, we have started taking reservations for winter storage for scooters, motorcycles, and electric bikes. I, I, I take advantage of this ever since he introduced me to it. I think it's fantastic. Starting at 260 bucks, it includes full spring tune-up, battery tending, winterization, and storage in our heated warehouse. Are you kidding me? You can't beat that. Call uh, 612-321-8867 to reserve your spot at the Forest Lake location. Pick up and drop off at your home in the Twin Cities area is available for a small fee. We can start taking them on November 1st. Or picking them up at that time. Just for GLers, take an extra hundred bucks off the price tag of any new scooter or electric bike. Right now, GLers only, any serious. It's a GL exclusive. Plus, take free winter storage for any of those purchases starting October 1st. You don't tell me. So you go in October 1st, you get the scooter, you get a hundred bucks off, leave it with them, they'll take care of it all winter. Although I'd want to bring it home and drive it in October. No kidding. Yeah. 
Mention GL as this is a GL exclusive. This is EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services is at your beck and call, and they can certainly help you out with your uh, squeegee window cleaning, your gutter cleaning, your roof washing, and your house washing. Why do you need to wash a house? Well, there might be stuff on it. Plus, that lichen that's up on your roof that's unsightly, they have a way to get rid of it. They've got all sorts of systems in place, and safety is their number one priority. So you don't have to climb up on that six to eight foot ladder and get all that junk out of the gutter. You don't have to go to the second story to clean out your windows. You just give them a call or you go to their website, make an appointment. By the way, tell them you're a GLer and they'll waive the trip charge. Yep, that's the secret handshake. Uh, Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services, veteran owned, garage logic approved. They do specialize in safety and they want you to call to get on their schedule right now before the snow starts flying and you need to have those gutters clear so you're not getting those ice dams, okay? 612-888-5248. 612-888-5248. Let them know that you heard it from the rookie on Garage Logic and go to kahunawindowcleaning.com. Book it today. Get them rolling. Mayo or mayo? Hey. Eh, either or. Truth, justice, and the suture. It's been right. a long time, Rook. I'm uh, on 30 Bales' website right now, and I'm looking. Do they have peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches? Oh, well, you got to toast the bread, then peanut butter, and put some mayonnaise you on it. You are bleeping it's messed fantastic. up. It's no, fantastic. You know what they do have that I know you'll agree with? <clears throat> And I'm not a big fan of these, except I do like them the way that 30 Bills prepares them. Their Brussels sprouts are oh, I love them. outstanding. Oh, God. I love them. A little bit of bacon I in there. I love food that tastes like dirt. I what? Do, you know, hell? I can what identify with you. Todd, 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 Thank you. Todd, I hope that you consider John that an endorsement beats, from Joe. Brussels sprouts, wherever you get a sensation of the earthiness. Radishes, radishes, uh, coconut, coconut green, curry bowl, taters. Did you hear that? What? Coconut green curry bowl. I've had that before. I don't Ooh. do that. Asian slaw, chili sauce, broccoli, peppers, and mushrooms. That it's really, really good. good. Get yes. to the meat. Sounds. Uh, well, they got the classic bill burger, of course, rookie. Yep, yep. The walleye sandwich is also fantastic. Mm-mm. The ahi. Tuna BLT is the next thing I'm going to try. I've never had that before, but if 30 Bills makes it, I'm trying it. Uh, by the way, lunch starts every single day, Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Happy hour from 3 to 5.30 p.m. And their brunch menu, Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's a wonderful spot. If you've got family in town, you're going to celebrate mom's birthday like I'm going to this weekend. Take your family to 30 Bales Restaurant. It's a scratch kitchen located right there in downtown Hopkins. Stop on in, try one of their craft cocktails, by the way. And please let Todd and the entire crew know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic podcast. And don't order the peanut butter and mayo sandwich. Yeah. White House Press Secretary John Claude Van Damme floundered under <laughs> pressure from reporters to explain why President Joe Biden appeared to forget about the death of Representative Jackie Walorski a Republican from Indiana, at an event yesterday. Biden was speaking at the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health in Washington, D.C., where he repeatedly searched the crowd and asked for Walorski by name. The Indiana Republican was one of the sponsors of bipartisan legislation to fund the conference. She died along with two of her staffers in a car accident in August. 
Biden issued a statement at the time mourning her death. But on Wednesday, the president asked for her at an event. Uh, where's Jackie? Can we bring Jackie up here? Ooh. And uh, what are we to make of that? Well, he had no idea she passed away. His office issued that without him knowing about it. And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for in- including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I oh, didn't God. think she was, she was going to be here. Oh. So oh. Then I believe it was yes. this event where I saw his wife, Jill, uh, guide him off the stage. He doesn't look well. And I'm not He's, meaning as an insult. He just doesn't look didn't well. Didn't he sound medicated? He, yes. he sounded like he had yeah. been sedated. But let's be careful here. Where are we? Uh, there's a rising, uh, there's a rising uh, hue and cry for him to have a cognitive test. And, well, if that finds that he's in, uh, incapable of fulfilling his duties, uh, do you really want Harris? Wow. I mean, we're, we're in a really bad spot. Would you like to praying hard for his recovery? Would you like to hear from me? Well, I'm going to set that up for you, uh, Reeves, and then I'm going to come back to this conference on food and nutrition. Well, that statement you just made deserves some further chatter, Yes, it does. And I'm prepared to have that chatter, but cheddar? Mm-hmm. Well, I have some cheddar. Yeah, you like cheddar with, with mayo, I, with mayo I like and peanut butter. Cheddar <laughs> and peanut butter sandwiches. Just by the way, I Vice do. President Kamala Harris, uh, during her speech at the Korean Peninsula's demilitarized zone on Thursday, that would be today, right? Yep. Said that the United States has a strong alliance with the Republic of North Korea. Whoops. So uh, she's as uh, addled apparently as. As her boss, uh, play those remarks. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. Nope. No, uh, we we have no alliance with North Korea. She had a 50-50 shot. And I suppose that her, uh, (laughs) I suppose that her apologists will call that a verbal typo. Probably. Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? South Korea is called the Republic of Korea. So uh, if if she is to be forgiven that, are we to forgive Biden for for forgetting that Jackie Warlosky died? I don't think we forgive either. Or is Uh, it either? I've never seen such poor... Well, it's obviously adulthood in my life. I mean, it, well, with the exception of Trump, I would include him. Uh, that's poor adulthood. Thank you. It's obviously in their teleprompter. Maybe not for the president to call for Jackie when she's not there, but it for sure somebody missed it for Harris because that would be in the teleprompter when she's given a speech. So the swear the speechwriter is didn't correct it, and she it, didn't realize it either. I find it Harris like, particularly galling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I find her particularly unsavory. Uh, she doesn't deserve to be where she is. She. Uh, I know a lot of Democrats that do not care for her at all. She is not likable. So, she is. Uh, well, she's condescending. She's disingenuous, hypocritical, condescending, full of conceit. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. That's when you talk down to people. 
let's bring up his co- keep that in mind what you just said and then bring up his cognitive issues the mm-hmm. president's mm-hmm. I believe that it would serve the Democrats better, and I believe they believe this, to keep the president in place. I believe you're right. Because they're controlling him, and they know no matter what, no matter, they're both awful, but he's the less awful. You know what I mean? Well, because he probably doesn't even talk back when he's issued an order. Where right. Harris might still have enough brain cells left to but say, I'm not going to say what you want me to say. They know America hates Harris, mm-hmm. including half the Democratic Party and mm-hmm. the, the voters. They mm-hmm. don't like her. Mm-hmm. So it would behoove them to keep uh, these cognitive tests away from the president because this way they can control him and he gets better numbers than she does. Yeah, he clearly isn't running the show. No, 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 no. Uh, his wife yesterday to help him said, you go down this way. Jill. And then he stood there and turned around and. To be sure of his footing? That and possibly unclear as to where he was. Mm-hmm. He didn't shake any air, though. Not not this time. Okay. Not this time. He reminds me of guys I know, the, his walk. He, he's got the walk. I call it the stroke shuffle. I've got three people in my life uh, live that have had strokes. And it's not meant to be funny. No, they all walk. They all walk the same way, yeah. uh, short, short steps. Like balance is an issue. But we don't know that he's had a stroke, do we? No, 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 no. We don't. No. He's not that old. He's what seventy eight? Seventy, yeah, seven or eight. That's not that old. Right. Seventy is the new fifty. You can get strokes That's at what any I point tell in your myself. life. <laughs> Yeah, attaboy, Joe. Yeah, yeah keep saying that, Tiger. Uh, yeah. Speaking of politicians, um, Goose has weighed in via the Garage Logic Town Council because he's a subscriber. Yeah. Goose? Peanut butter and mayo sandwich? I think it's time for a recall on the mayor. Ooh. Well, you know, you can go bleep yourself, pal. <laughs> See, who's your replacement? Who's the, who's the deputy the... mayor? Wait a second, guys. This, this no, is the great that. thing about this streaming thing we're doing. Yeah. Instant reaction. Oh, that's from right. That GLs. guy's listening right now. To Instant the Garage pushback. Logic Town Council. He's part of the town council because like he went to garagelogic.com and signed up for, I don't know, $10 a month or $100 a year, Joe. Goose, here's what you do. Oh, boy. Goosey. You, uh, <laughs> you got a toaster? <laughs> Put a couple of pieces of bread in that toaster. Uh, goosey goose. Toast it. But lather your peanut butter on there. Lather. No butter, just peanut butter. <laughs> and put some mayonnaise on there. Boom. You're the, you're eating high clover. High clover. Mm. What does that mean, high clover? I don't know. The good stuff? You got a the good, good crop. Stuff. You've got a good crop. Sounds you're good. Happy. Yeah, you're of clover? High clover? Yeah. Now, let's, I, I wanted to, I noted something that didn't even catch my eye the first time I saw it. But Biden was presiding yesterday Over a White House conference on hunger, nutrition, and health. And we're noting that the idea that America is hungry is popular with this political class. Uh, What most fascinates me so far about the local food fraud scandal is the absence of any children we know of who are supposedly hungry. So what is being, the, the government is uh, in concert with each other, and they're, they're selling each other, apparently, on the notion that we're all starving to death out here. 
We're, uh, we need, uh, in this area of our life, we even need governmental intervention. Hmm. I, I think if I came across a hungry child, I would do something about it. Yes. I think that's what most GLers would do. I don't need government intervention. And I, fortunately, because I'm lucky, I don't know any hungry children. I'm sure there are some, but not a million hungry children in Minnesota that compelled this extraordinary fraud. What? Where are these kids? And why yet has there been a word? There hasn't been a word about this. Again, where's the report? Where's the bill of lading? We need to uh, feed one. Th- originally, we need to feed a thousand kids at, at my region. And, and what, Mr. Biden, are you uh, preparing here with your conference on hunger and nutrition? First of all, the government should be in, shouldn't even be involved in nutrition. Right. The more the government gets involved in cultural matters, the more inefficiency arises. We learn that. This is uh, I've never felt this doomed by our political situation. I, I'm serious. I've never felt this doom. You're not alone. That's the general feeling um, around the country right now. That, that's exactly how I feel. That's how my neighbors feel, my friends. That's, you know what that's I think it. is going to be a great, what's the word I want? Party. Uh, awakening. A, a great awakening or a great eye-opener for America will be watching the recovery of Southwest Florida. This this country has always, and generally speaking, this country has prided itself on repairing itself as quickly as possible. What do you predict right now? What do you see in the window? I'm predicting that won't happen this time. Hmm. Uh, A good example of where it did go right, the 35W Bridge over Mississippi. Absolutely. Done within a year. But, and that's this country's backbone is yeah. recovery, resilience, yeah. the gung-ho spirit. Let's go. Let's fix this. be interesting to watch the Sanibel uh, Island uh, Causeway, the rebuilding of that. Well, we're already seeing those attacks, though. I mean, everybody on the left is going after DeSantis and have been for, what, 36 hours now. Well, it's not his fault he had a hurricane. But you, they, you wouldn't know that if you listen to a lot of people from the left. Because they're wedded to this narrative that this is climate change. Mm-hmm. And it's not. But Don Lemon said it is. Well, and he's getting fired or demoted or whatever the hell is happening to him. But the point, the point is, uh, what if there's supply chain problems? What if you can't get the materials in the, with the uh, frequency and the, and the rapidness that we've always been able to get them? What, what, uh, how long, if, if the power needs rebuilding completely as opposed to repair, how long is that going to take? And and uh, maybe I'm being uh, premature in my concern. Maybe this will go splendidly. Uh, I predict that the causeway to Sanibel will be fixed pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But I I think it'll be a great lesson for us as we as we get battered by this storm. Let's watch what happens. Do you think it'll bring us closer together? No. Uh, I I. Or are we- Fix it, build it in separate ways no again. No chance. I think we're beyond repair. I really do. Don't you guys? I mean, that's how I feel. Well, Everyone you, hates each I other. I hate to be that pessimistic. You have a president that apparently is being guided by forces that are not doing this country any favors. 
this this uh, fight inflation act does not fight inflation. The green build back better green nonsense uh, is is an untruth. There's uh, see here's my biggest fear. You want to really know what my biggest fear is? What's your biggest Let's go. fear? When you hear somebody like Klobuchar yesterday saying essentially she did not physically say these words, but essentially what she was intimating is. If you don't vote for Democrats, there's going to be more hurricanes. Okay. What I really fear is we're just losing the truth of the thing. We're losing yeah. truth. We're losing right and wrong. It was wrong of her to say that. It was wrong. And we're losing, I think, even the basic necessities of innate human discipline are vanishing. Right and wrong. Truth. <laughs> We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. We got to win in the midterms. We understand that. Now, there's no truth in that. First of all, you didn't do anything for the climate. You can't. But the truth would be for someone like her to say, we can't do anything about the climate. On May 10th, 2021, the Babylon Bee, you know, mm -hmm. the satirical account, put out the following. Biden proposes $2 trillion bill to study what's causing inflation rates to rise. Well, that's basically come that's true. That's basically <laughs> what happened. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty funny, actually. It's not funny when satire becomes reality. And that's, they're putting them out of business. But it's easy with politics now, though. Satire yeah, right. could become reality. I mean, it's, you know, it's politics truly, is satire half the time. Joe, I hate to break it to you, and and I'm sorry to do this, but that that's a promotion for Lemon. That truly, if when you get moved to the morning show, that's a promotion. Oh, I, okay, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, but he's no longer going to be the guy. He's going to become part of some team. He uh, there's a, that sounds like a three anchor team. Whatever. But I, I just I just find it interesting that. Uh, given the tragedy and the power and might of nature, that not terribly smart fellow wants to continue to insist that's climate change for the few people who remain listening to him at night. He's uh, a brain-dead <clears throat> bully is what he is. Yeah. Kathy writes, uh, thanks for your coverage of the food fraud because it's not just about the horrible fraud. It's shining a bright light on the layers of bureaucracy that prevent good government stewardship. Milton Friedman was right about everything. How about this? In yesterday's Wall Street Journal on, picks, on page 6A, there was a little article about how the IRS erred on child tax credits. They sent out $1.1 billion of child tax credits to the wrong people. I'm sure an additional 87,000 agents will sar solve the error. Uh, going out on a limb here, we need smarter people running things. Just a thought. Not sure an image of Kenny in the backyard grilling with no pants on is the best PR. <laughs> is the best PR for your new town hall live streaming extras. I had another etch a sketch moment. However, it was hilarious. Always pushing back, Katie. She's referring to an audit of the uh, finds uh, the IRS sent over 1.1 billion dollars in child tax credit payments to ineligible taxpayers, and they failed to send $3.7 billion to eligible taxpayers. <laughs> Other than that, though, oh, it's, it's going pretty good. And then you notice in St. Paul, a 1,000 mail-in ballots went out with a dead candidate's name on it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, but there's nothing to doubt when it comes to the election process. 
And they knew it, right? And they kept sending them out? Mm-hmm. Chris, Who gets, get somebody should get sued sorry. over that. What, John? It's I'm pathetic. sorry. I said Chris has to get I only did that just to get Johnny going. <laughs> what did you do? I missed it. Uh, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, President uh, Biden is, um, or was, excuse me, just minutes ago speaking uh, in Florida, I don't know if he's in Florida, but I uh, said that he yeah. uh, he said the uh, was done speaking, and the uh, FEMA administrator tried to grab him as he walked off in the wrong direction. Hmm. Got it. Exit stage right. No, he literally walked through the crowd of people there. Other than that, the- what? What? How can we be charitable about this? I'm I'm being serious when I say this. I actually feel bad for him because he just looks like he's diminishing. He just does. Well, plus if you're that beat up mentally, uh, that's a job that takes a a major physical toll on you. You're not right. You're not left alone. I don't want to fly around all day like he has to, but he's not capable of making any wise decisions. But again, he never did. He's been a senator for 42 years, and he never did a thing. Right. He just is a placeholder. And as we said earlier, I think the Democrats in charge want him holding the place until they can get. And I think Gavin Newsom would be an absolute disaster for this country. That would finish us off. That would be the complete mm-hmm. final chapter in total socialism and Marxism. He, well, California's he's, fine. He's, he's run California completely into the ground. <laughs> Tim Bilstrom, who lives down in Mississippi, said, I was listening to the September 28 pod. To me, the biggest fraud is how many people I pay as a taxpayer to not catch fraud. Or even worse, that knew and didn't do anything to stop it. These employers are so used to handing out money while they collect a nice salary. They go to work in the morning and go home at night without caring what they spent that day. And they never are held accountable. That's the fraud I love to listen, but sometimes in the middle of the show, I have to tune in my Al Green Spotify. Good luck. <laughs> On to the Reverend Green, Tim. Mm. Which is my fascination is where were any of you, any of you, wondering who these children are? Where are they? Show me the How list. How many of them are there? And what exactly is the problem? Because I'm... I'm Reasonably familiar with the entire metro area, right. having seen every nook and cranny of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not seeing examples of hunger. Now, maybe there's plenty of poor diets, and maybe kids eat too much fast food and what have you, but that's a parenting problem, not a government problem. But what's going to happen as we go in the future? What what checks and when we do need to feed, then there are some kids that need it. I understand that. But how are we going to legitimately say, okay, you've got uh, Jenny Wilson, there's Michael Smith, you've got uh, Fred. I don't know how that's going to happen, but it's going to get worse. But, By the way, remember a week ago I went to the public meeting on the uh, city council's proposed budget? Yes, I went to yeah. the hearing, and they sat up there and listened to people. Well, yesterday they voted to increase the budget 15.35%. I mean, what was the point of the hearing? They didn't take any of that seriously. According to what I read, your city council, they're working on lowering that, Joel. Come on. Well, they have until December. Well, they just, they just, maybe it was a property tax increase they approved, Hmm. 15%. This thing with the hungry kids, though, and where are the hungry kids? I mean, like we discussed yesterday, it was the perfect storm. And who among us is going to say, when people are saying they're starving kids, we need to get these 
kids fed. Who among us is going to say, Dad, screw those kids. We can't afford We can't afford to feed them. You're not going you know to say that. You're, no, huh? you're not going to say that, but you're going to no. say, well, who are they and where are they? What's the problem Let's here? get some proof. Let's get some evidence of a problem right. we need to solve. Right. Why don't we it's take a-, a break and come back with John Haidt? Hey GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. You got to put moonmotorsports.com on the list, uh, in the circulation, the, the websites you hit every day to see what's happening, what's new, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, uh, and then get over to moonmotorsports.com to check their great selection of pre owned bikes. There's always something cool there. Used ATV or two, side-by-side sleds, uh, bikes, all sorts of different brands. Uh, so when you hear when you hear us at GL say Moon carries 10 brands, more than anybody in the state, that doesn't even include the great deals they have on the used machines. But if new is your thing, hoo-hoo-hoo, Moon has all of the newest models in stock, and it's because of that deep inventory selection that Moon can source some of those hard-to-find machines that you may have been looking for. Did I mention the brands? Polaris, Yamaha, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Husqvarna, Skidoo. It's a lot of them. And as usual, the parts, the service departments at Moon, they're ready to take care of you. There's a ton of accessories, apparel, and helmets, so you can always find something that makes you look fine. Family-owned Moon Motorsports, they're just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities in Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, as we talked about, Hurricane Ian carving a path of destruction across Florida, trapped people in flooded homes, cutting off the only bridge to a barrier island, damaging a hospital from above and below, knocking out power to two and a half million people. So it dumped rain over a huge area yesterday and today. One of the strongest hurricanes to ever hit the U.S. threatened catastrophic flooding around the state. Tropical storm force winds extended outward up to 415 miles. Authorities confirmed at least one storm death so far in Florida. A 72-year-old man in Deltona who fell into a canal while using a hose to drain his pool in the heavy rain. Another Florida sheriff said he thinks the death poll could be in the hundreds. Oh. Lee County Sheriff Carmine Marcino told ABC's Good Morning America that roads and bridges remained impassable, stranding thousands of people calling 911 to be rescued in the county that includes Fort Myle, uh, Myers. Marcino said it crushed us. We still cannot access many of the people that are in need. Portable towers are on the way for cell service. 
And chances are loved ones do not have the ability to contact you, according to the Sheriff's Office in Naples. The National Hurricane Center said Ian became a tropical storm over land early Thursday, is expected to regain near hurricane strength after emerging over Atlantic waters near the Kennedy Space Center later in the day with South Carolina in its sights for a second U.S. landfall. Um, I'm very sorry that the, the gentleman lost his life, but that's a really bad time to pick to drain your pool. What's the point? A little earlier. What What would have even been the point of draining it? That's what I'm thinking. Why? Would, yeah. and it's going to flood anyway. If you were going to do it, why would you pick in the middle of a hurricane to do it? I, I would not. It's probably a wise. Yeah. I was going to ask because I've only been on it one time. How long is that? Um, what do you call it? The the bridge or whatever. causeway? Yeah. How long is that? Is it? I don't know. I don't know in terms of miles, but it's. I mean, it's legitimately the only way to get yeah. there. I know it's lengthy, but I just was curious if you guys knew. How have we was. seen any film footage from the island itself? Because I haven't. I have not. From, I'm just seeing stuff on social media from you know people's homes and well, things Sanibel like that. Well, Sanibel Jim yeah. thinks that if you're not on stilts, your your house would have gotten wiped out. Oof. Yeah, it would have been up to the up to the roof line. Yeah. Police say one person is facing multiple charges in Dakota County after allegedly stealing a Hastings vehicle and crashing it into another vehicle before landing in a pond Wednesday afternoon in West St. Paul. According to West St. Paul Police, multiple calls came in around 1240 in the afternoon regarding a person operating a white van driving recklessly through Invergrove Heights and Egan. Despite officers' efforts to stop the vehicle, the driver got away. It was last seen in the area of Robert and 80th Streets. Eventually, police in West St. Paul tried to stop the vehicle at two locations, but the driver was able to get around the tire deflation devices. The driver then made his way to the ramp from Thompson Avenue to northbound Highway 52. The driver then hit another vehicle and a West St. Paul police squad before going off the road and into the pond. Police also learned the vehicle had been stolen in Hastings earlier in the day. The driver of the vehicle, identified only as being male, was taken to an area hospital for injuries not considered life-threatening. Police said there were multiple warrants out for that person's arrest regarding burglary, fleeing the police in a motor vehicle, theft, reckless <coughs> driving, receiving stolen property, and others. A woman who was in the vehicle hit by the mail was also taken to an area hospital for injuries not considered to be life-threatening. You're right over there? Uh, it is 40 feet wide and three miles long. Wow. Um, someone just uh, broke it down. I'm surprised Joe Biden didn't even attempt to save Florida from Hurricane Ian by drawing a new path with a Sharpie. Oh. Well, I think his predecessor did that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah President, President Trump that. did that. Yeah. You don't. A judge decided Wednesday to allow a Wisconsin man accused of killing six people and injuring dozens more when he allegedly drove his SUV through a Christmas parade represent himself at trial, finding that he suffers from a personality disorder and faces an uphill fight against an experienced prosecutorial team that is mentally competent. Waukesha, Waukesha, Waukesha County Circuit Judge Jennifer Doro's decision leaves Darrell Brooks in the unusual position of defending himself against a score of charges. Uh, the trial is scheduled to begin Monday with jury selection. Brooks has a high school equivalency diploma but did not attend college. Doro says he has a constitutional right to act as his own attorney if he's mentally competent. Yeah, but she just or, said he isn't. Uh, she said... Uh, Really? No. That's well, by saying a mentally competent prosecutorial team, she's indicating that he's not mentally competent. Finding so why did she let him do this? Because you know what this setting up? 
retrial or yes. a mistrial? Yes. And him possibly walking? Mm-hmm. He would face life in prison if convicted of any of six homicide charges, and he also faces 71 other counts, including 61 counts of felony reckless endangerment. He initially pleaded not guilty by reason of mental disease, but withdrew that plea earlier this month and filed a motion seeking to represent himself. He told Doro in court on Tuesday his public defenders haven't explained the nature of the charges to him. A man from Sauk Rapids pleaded guilty Wednesday in federal court to one count of willfully engaging in the business of manufacturing firearms without a license. The U.S. Attorney's Office's J. James Olson, 21 years old, manufactured and sold firearms without the licenses from fall of 2021 to April 2022. He was arrested at a residence in Waite Park after he sold 16 unserialized firearms or ghost guns, nine high-capacity magazines along with them, one firearm silencer, an auto sear, and other firearm accessories to somebody whom he didn't know was a confidential source for law enforcement. Investigators also executed a search warrant at his residence and found manufacturing tools, firearm assembly kits, and a Glock firearm assembly diagram in the basement. No sentencing date has been scheduled for Olson. Hmm. Uh, Police say they are searching for five shooters who ambushed a group of teens outside of Philadelphia High School, killing one 14-year-old and wounding four other teenagers after a football scrimmage. Nicholas Elizaldi of suburban Havertown was killed in the ambush as he and the other teens walked away from an athletic field at Roxborough High School shortly after 4.30 in the afternoon Tuesday. Philadelphia Police Captain Jason Smith said during a news conference Wednesday that police think Elizaldi was not the intended target of the shooters. Speaking of Philadelphia, have you guys seen the video of about 50 teenage kids uh, basically going in and ransacking a grocery store? I have. And your thoughts were what, Joe? I had none. Really? Yeah, I've, I've given up. Okay. Coolio, the rapper who was among hip-hop's biggest names of the 1990s with hits including Gangsta's Paradise and Fantastic Voyage, died Wednesday at the age of 59. What? He died at the Los Angeles home of a friend, longtime manager Jarez Posey told the Associated Press. Uh, the cause not immediately clear, although uh, there was some indications that he died from a heart attack. Uh, Coolio won a Grammy for Best Solo Rap Performance for Gangsta's Paradise. It's a great tune. Hit from the soundtrack <laughs> of the Michelle Pfeiffer film <laughs> Dangerous Mind. Uh, now, that uh, the music behind that, of course, was Stevie Wonder's 1976 song, Pastime Paradise, which uh, Coolio added gangsta lyrics to. It was played constantly. Did you know that, or did you have to? Did, was that in the story? No, I. I doesn't everybody know that? No, I did. I didn't know that. I at didn't all. know. Didn't that. know that. What? I didn't know that. That Coolio died. Songs in the key oh. of life. Stevie Wonder. There's a song called "Pastime Paradise." Been living most. I did hear that on the news today. In a pastime paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stevie Wonder's overrated. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but we're gonna stop the news now, and I'm gonna give Joe John, a lesson on music John, at the moment. John. John. I don't, don't care, Candy, if he's just don't. fishing me. I don't really care. The worm is on the hook, and here comes like the bass. A, you're a gullible would, perch. You're just going to bite. He could dangle anything in 19, front of you, and you'd bite. 71 to 1976, the five albums Stevie Wonder released were the best five yeah, albums. Yeah, he was good when he was known as Little ever. Stevie Wonder. How about, I just called well, to say I love you, part-time again, lover. Now, that part-time lovers, that's the stuff he writes in the bathroom. Brooke, I'm sorry. Got that's, it. That's, yeah. I hope he doesn't pass out. Like I just cooler. called to say I love you is also the kind of stuff he writes I in the bathroom. I just called. The album's talking book, 
inner visions. Uh, so long as in the mind. key of life. Move, well, as long as the key of life, I always thought was a little overrated myself. Inner of course visions, you did. Inner, inner visions is one of the best five albums. In Where are you with Isn't She Lovely? Isn't She Lovely is a great song, okay. which is on uh, Songs in the Key of Life, incidentally. Got I'm it. going to talk about Stevie Wonder for about 10 minutes now. We're, uh, I mean, uh, Chris, please leave up my mic. Little uh, Stevie Wonder. No, not little Stevie. Once, once he graduated Lil. from little Stevie, Lil. he was wonderful. Lil. Uh, he was—he's so old. It wasn't even was, Lil. It was little. It was little. Well, it was little Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. not Lil Stevie Wonder. Uh, that hadn't been invented keep, yet. Keep going. Intervisions, fulfilling this first finale, talking book, superstition. That's a great superstition's thing. a great song. Yeah, which, that's uh, right. comes from. Oh, jeez, I'm, I'm going to come through this TV right now. He's <laughs> so easy. <laughs> I know, but when it comes to Stevie Wonder, telling you that string of five albums. Yeah, no do you have artist. any news, or are you just going to... No solo artist drool there five, for a while. Five album, no solo artist has ever made five albums in a row as good as those five albums. Thanks, right. Joe. There. Thanks, thanks right. Joe. Yeah, it's my now, fault. You're right. Now then, we've lost a fellow well-known to news junkies everywhere. William Bill Plant, one of the longest-serving White House broadcast journalists in history, has died. Died of respiratory failure yesterday. He was 84 years old and a warning a CBS correspondent. Retired in 2016 as the senior White House correspondent for CBS. He served four tours covering Vietnam with award-winning reporting on the fall of Saigon and Cambodia. Covered the civil rights movement, all the presidential elections from 1968 to 2016. And was the anchor of the CBS Sunday Night News from 1988 to 19. 19- 95. I had to look up his picture because I couldn't place him, but okay. then, then oh, I instantly could. You knew him. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, away. I have a serious question. Who is the current Helen Thomas? There couldn't be a press conference, go a presidential press conference without Helen so way, you know, way back. Maybe that Ducey guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. But remember, Helen was a big deal. Right. And now... Until you, she wasn't. Right. And now you have no... I, don't, I have no idea who the, uh, who the lead is. There is no Helen Thomas right now. Unless you said Peter Ducey. Okay. Uh, she was a bit unique, don't you think? In I think so. White House. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Sweden has found a new leak in the major undersea pipeline carrying Russian natural gas to the EU. That would be the fourth leak discovered this week. It's the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines. NATO said the incidents were the results of deliberate, reckless, and irresponsible acts of sabotage. Pretty much all involved are pointing the finger at Russia, saying that countries sabotaging their own line to cause more pain for countries who are aligned against them in their invasion of Ukraine. There's also been a number of Russian ships to that area lately. Russia dismissed suggestions that it had attacked its own pipelines as predictable and stupid. <laughs> I think pr- they're dumb enough to attack their own pipeline. We got a president who's uh, <laughs> calling out for a dead woman to take a bow. We got a vice president who's uh, saying we have a wonderful relationship with North Korea. And we got a White House press secretary who thinks the Nord Stream line is Nordstrom's. She said Nordstrom? Yep. Seriously? Yep. Oh, God. But other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Right. By the way, agreeing with Russia on all that, that, that uh, the U.S. did it? Uh, Tucker Carlson from Fox News. Uh, really? He thinks oh, yeah, we he, did it? He thinks the U.S. did it. Yeah, Why? The administration. The freeze Europe uh, all winter? That that yeah. pipeline's not even conveying he, gas, by the way. It's, it's not running. He thinks it's uh, uh, somewhat uh, a plan of the Biden administration's uh, environmental policies to make sure it never runs. So huh. that's... Tucker, you know, I'd be pretty angry at us if I lived in Italy. 
John, you're right. Yeah. Pastime Paradise is a sweet tune. I was just listening to it in Q. Oh, it's a great song. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It's long been widely believed that dogs, that's about, you know, Stevie Wonder. You remember him? He was, yeah. Anyway, it's long been widely believed that dogs can detect extreme emotions by smell. Mm-hmm. Now, scientists at Queen's University Belfast in the UK have proven that's true. Acute stress changes that compounds found in human sweat and breath, uh, the dogs can figure that out and they know when you Whoa. are stressed out. How about that? Yep. I knew that that's what you were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> the canine participants were able to detect with a greater than 90% accuracy which samples came from before people working on difficult math exercises, which came after the 36 human volunteers spent three minutes trying to count backwards aloud from 9,000 in units of 17. It's a weird test. The study, what? according to the... Uh, 9,000, 8,863, 8,867, etc. Wilson, Clara Wilson, the uh, study's first author, said, well, it's likely that in real-life context, dogs are picking up on our stress from a variety of context cues. We have shown using a lab study that there is a confirmed odor component that's likely contributing to dogs' ability to sense when we are stressed. Aren't dogs capable of smelling disease? Serious question. Yeah, like yes. cancer. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Those dogs, man. Mm-hmm. They're smart. You know, they weren't Can, like the ticks. They weren't content. They they evolved. <laughs> they evolved. No ambition. <laughs> they had a better marketing program. No. Yeah. John, how far backwards can you count in um Allotments well, of seventeen. If I didn't get from, bored, I suppose from nine thousand. Eight thousand. What we're at, we're at sixty-seven. So eight thousand eight hundred fifty, eight thousand eight hundred thirty-three. I know a guy who can tell an entire joke backwards. Eight, 8, How do you do that? Well, he tells it backwards. Seven thousand. I just rather be have a frog that two, talks. 8, can John? Can you recite the alphabet backwards? <clears throat> That I can't do. Now, I've tried that for obvious reasons. I <laughs> checked it out. But Z, Y, X, W, V, That's U, not very, T, uh, S, that's R, not very Q, interesting. P, O, N, M, L. Should what? I go on? No. What's, what's the Joe, J- a few episodes J- back, a GLer sent you a link for tracking ships. I thought I'd suggest a couple of other apps that you might enjoy as you walk down the service road of life. The first is called Track Air which allows you to point your cell phone at an aircraft flying overhead and find out such things as the flight number, departure, and destination airports, airspeed, aircraft type, etc. The second is called Skyview, which will show you the name of stars, constellations, planets, satellites, and various other things floating around in space. The nifty thing with this app is you can point it at the ground and see what space objects are on the other side of the planet. See, Give the like, apps a try. I think you'll find them fascinating. You know, Thank you, know. uh, Tom. I think you, I will. You, Rubes, this is just another way that the government is tracking you. You turn <laughs> on. You have to turn on your location finder, and every time you go on that, they know exactly what you're doing. And I, my how, phone might be too beat up for what that. What you had for dinner mm-hmm. and well, how that worked out for you and what you're going to have just, tomorrow. Uh, and John, thank I you. Wanna, I just, yeah, but I just want to say as part of today's broadcast that when you turn this podcast on, you'll be able to smell the cynicism from miles away. Wow. Ooh, I'm I wonder you if they right can now. smell the anger that I have boiling in my heart right now. <laughs> Personally, I would right now would like the new car smell. 
I love oh, the new yeah. cars. It's tough to beat you that. You doing Spiralite candles? No, I'm doing Schmelz Countryside oh, okay. Maplewood. <laughs> Got it. On the southeast quadrant there of Highway 36 and 61, a multi-generational dealership. I've been doing business there for a long time, and I will continue to. The family of Volkswagen SUVs are in stock and arriving daily, including the all-new Volkswagen Taos with all-wheel drive and IQ Drive advanced safety systems to the family-sized seven-passenger Atlas with 5,000-pound towing capability, the all-electric Volkswagen ID.4 SUV named the 2021 World Car of the Year. Great service, great people. Just really some nifty cars. Check out the inventory at SchmelzVW.com. And that, that website would give you access to see what other cars and makes are on the lot Perfect. at Maplewood Schmelz Countryside, the Oaks, oldest Volkswagen dealer uh, in the upper Midwest until I'm corrected. And I don't think I will be. SchmelzVW.com. Weezer. Happy hour. Liner. Happy hour. <laughs> I have uh, traded a few messages with uh, Dylan uh, about all this lately. Everybody can Fighting the demagogues of diversity. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Joe Suzeray. My mic on? Oh, what the hell? What? Just, you do sound hell? a little faint. You do sound a little faint. Yes, John? Yeah, John? Yeah, he says, uh, he says you guys are all nuts. So yeah, okay. None of them sound like anything you guys say. So You know what? You look like you could use a guy. Do you need a guy? Yep. I have a garage door guy. I need a garage door guy. A couple of guys, by the way. We would like to welcome Rise and Shine Garage Door Services to the Garage Logic podcast. Josh and Alex, you met them. Uh, it was a week ago today. I met them. They uh, seemed hail fellow well met. And there well, was a gal with them. That, well, th- that's Kendra. She works for us, Joe. Oh. For a million dollars. That was a garage door woman. No, that's uh, that's Kendra. She's, it ain't a bit, folks. She's been here it for, ain't a bit. for some time. Huh. Uh, very nice gal. Was Kendra she the is. one in here the other day talking to Kenny? Yes. Huh. Kendra, I'm... welcome aboard. Yeah, nice yeah. to see you. Yeah, thank you enough for the time. Good luck, kid. <laughs> anyway, Rise and Shine Garage uh, Garage Doors, they are fantastic, by the way. I'm going to be using them very soon. Kenny, you've already made a call to uh, to Josh, haven't you? Um, well, uh... They do residential, um, commercial repairs and installations <laughs> of all things related to the garage door and the opener, by the way. Here's the deal, Chris. Well, stop. I, I plan on it. It's just been uh-huh. a little busy. How, how do you get their number? <laughs> I go on the website. So. I'm on their website right Raisin now. Let's try, right. Let's try this again. Here's what I need. TV uh, Red Bond, Nine by seven insulated overheads with openers. These guys are no joke, by the way. They have three IDEA certified master techs. They better on not their be because I'm calling them. They are the best. They send their employees out to the East Coast in Maryland to get certified. You don't have to bring your garage door to them. They're not hiring me and Rook to come oh, into your house. I was going to bring my door to them. No, you, they'll they'll come out to your okay. place. Okay. okay good. Just listen to me right now. RiseAndShineGarageDoors.com is their website. And also ask about their Rooster Club membership program. Yep, it's pretty cool. They'll also waive the trip charge if you mention Garage Logic, by What's the way. What's the Rooster Club? You'll have to find out, Joe. Okay. 
Boy, you guys are asking a lot of questions. I'm sure that they really appreciate the I'm excited this that we time. have a garage. Be garage Logic we, should have a garage door client, and I'm glad these guys are the first. We've got guys. Yeah. Now. So please let them know that you heard about them here on this uh, award Rise nominee. and Shine. Rise and Shine Garage Doors is the name of the company. Yes, thank you. And I'm very sorry to introduce you this way, gentlemen, but welcome aboard. Riseandshine.com. <laughs> oh, my God. I think they'll like it. Yes, they will. U of M scientists unearth. Come on, Ready? Joe. Come on, Joe. <laughs> Massive meteoroid crash site under Inver Grove Heights. What? Uh-huh, I knew you'd be excited. Come on, that's in my hood. I know. As NASA tries to reroute an asteroid, scientists at the U of M have made a mind-blowing discovery. Geologists believe a massive meteor crashed into what is now Invergrove Heights. Guess when they think this happened? Uh, 30 million years ago. How, no. my, how long, Kenny? 30 mil. 10. 500 million years ago. Whoa. Oh, wow. okay. It was supposed to be a typical geologic mapping of Dakota County, but instead, scientists at the Minnesota Geological Survey unearthed something out of this world. Geologist Julia Steenberg believes they found the site of a meteor crash. The crater under Invergrove Heights spans two and a half miles wide and dates back 490 million years. Holy Toledo. You can't see traces of it above ground, but if you've driven on Highway 52, you've likely driven above the meteor site. Come on. Well, who hasn't driven on 52? Well, what are the, what's the cross on there? The real evidence can only be found 350 feet below ground. We noticed that grains of sand had a very particular look that looked like they were shocked or fractured, and some of the data showed the rocks were actually inverted, said Steenberg. <laughs> what are you doing now, you... Listen... What did you do, you I morons? Just, I don't leaving. know what I did. <laughs> Chris is leaving. I'm in the middle of this meteorite I, this story. Is, I'm it's a good one, quite too, Quite fascinating. Yeah, and we're shocking rocks, huh? On the very edge of my seat here. Okay. They're calling it the Pine Bend Impact. If verified... <laughs> it would be the first... Meteor site in Minnesota among just 190 sites known nationwide. I visited one of them. Uh, a pine bend, right. you say? Scientists estimate the area of the crater is 11 times the size of the iconic meteor crater. Hold on. Just a minute. Hold on. Oh. In, uh, uh. Where's that iconic one? In Arizona. I've seen that Got one. Got it. You went I've seen that one. Paid 20 bucks to look at the hole in the hole ground. Hole in the ground. Right. How did I miss that damn visitor center? I don't know, but they got lucky. Steenberg says a discovery like this allows them to learn more about our past and look ahead to the future. About a third of all known media sites are buried. Meteor sites are buried, like the one found in Invergrove Heights. Steenberg hmm. is trying to get her findings published and get the site added to the official count. Now, that's something uh, to be accomplished in the failed academy, and I, I root for her. I hope that happens. I would uh, root for her as well. How did it fill in, I wonder, over the years? Well, I think it was just people throwing their crap in there. I mean, that's what we do in the Climate country change. when there's a hole. 
We just throw like washing machines and old cars and sofas just, and shit in there. It just filled up. Just, yep. Yeah. Do you know how? Wind. Do you know how <clears throat> scientists plan to raise the level of Venice, Italy? How they're going to airbag it? They're going to airbag well, you're it. On, you're damn near on the right up. track. They're yeah. going to uh, drill down if they can get the money and pump water into the aquifer. Which then will expand and lift up the city above it. Yeah, that won't go bad. Hmm. No, that that'll that'll work. That's out That's a temporary good. fix, huh? That, Wait a minute, isn't that kind of the same thing as uh, as this here? My my fear is that uh, <laughs> the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. 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 Uh, we don't, we don't uh, anticipate, anticipate that. that, sir. We don't anticipate that. Only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at uh, WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day in 1964. Today is September 29th. 29th. St. Paul's first McDonald's restaurant opened on Fort oh. Road. On Seventh Street, or so it's still is there. It the yes. one down on, on uh, Jefferson and where St. Paul Avenue meets. No, oh. was, I'm thinking it's the one on Fort Road down by Mickey's Diner. A hamburger costs <clears throat> fifteen cents. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on this day in 1983, James Jenkins and his son Stephen Jenkins, now Stephen Jenkins Anderson, lured Ruthton bankers Rudy Blythe and Toby Thulin to their 10-acre dairy farm, which had been repossessed by Blythe's bank and killed them both. Oof. The murder spurred a nationwide manhunt, ending with Stephen Jenkins' surrender and James Jenkins' suicide in northern Texas. Stephen Jenkins, barely 18 years old at the time, professed his innocence, but is convicted of the murder. 17 years later, he would admit in an interview that he did have a role in killing the bankers. And then, obviously, Rook, they had a disciple that became a star in the video game Uh, industry. Wasn't that right? Leroy. Yeah. Leroy Jenkins? Yes. Yeah. I vaguely remember that case. Wait. Um, Thank you, GLers. Wait, wait. What, What did it say about the McDonald's? What about that it was St. Paul's or Minnesota? St. Paul's Saint first Paul's. McDonald's. St. Paul's. Okay, because the first one was in Roseville. Yeah, out on uh, Snelling. Right, right. Yeah. Is it still there? Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. It's been redone, but it's still, still I misspoke first. earlier when uh, trying to promote our new partners at Rise and Shine Garage Doors. Their website is Garage Door Repair. Uh, R- garage Door Repair <laughs> Co. MN. Just call them. You know, it was better when we were confused. It was better when we were confused. Thank you for signing up with the Garage Logic podcast. We'll all be bothering you now. Now, isn't this neat? On Snelling, close to 36, the first McDonald's was there and also the first Target across Snelling Avenue. That's something. That's kind of neat. Two mm-hmm. major mm-hmm. places. Perfectly wait, good wait, farmland. Wait, stop. What? The first Target <laughs> was Penn and 494. No. No, yeah. first target was Roseville. I'm going to verify dun, that right now. Dun. Thank yeah. you, G. Ellers. <coughs> Wait, no, you can't stop, well, I John. What was the first Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store? It's on uh, Main Street. June, in 1962, the company opened the first yep. Target store in Roseville, the same yeah. site in Roseville. Rookie's as it, right. I mean, I've been walking this earth for 80 years thinking that the one 
in Bloomington was the first one? It's not the first one. That's why one. you're a dummy. How oh, could dummy? I go on living? Oh, my right. God. It's over. <laughs> All right, here we go. Thank you. Is that going to do it? He's so yeah. angry. Here we go. I'm sorry to give you the bad news, but, Kenny, there is good news. I bet there's a Target podcast somewhere, and you could find that when you go to your smartphone and go to Pod MN. Probably McDonald's podcast as well. How about a garage door podcast? I bet I would only I use Rise and Shine, are. though, huh? I bet there are. I bet there are. Go to Pod MN and find out whatever you're looking for. Then again, flip over to YouTube, subscribe to Garage Logic on the YouTube page, and you'll be entertained there as well. And don't forget about the Garage Logic Town Council. For just 10 bucks per month or $100 a year, you're going to get some great stuff, but more importantly, you're going to get access. And that is 24 all 7 access. All access all the time when you want it. Uh, the live audio stream, uh, live recordings of Garage Logic, best of segments, replays, all sorts of great stuff. Get to our website and check out the Garage Logic Town Council. More at garagelogic.com. John. It is time once again to check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, Jailers. Now is the time for you to do the exact same thing as I did and pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you get Josh, and you're always going to get straight talk, and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, boy, today, yesterday was a tough day in the market. Have we rebounded a bit today? Depends on what time you're talking about, Chris. Good point. This morning, uh, the market opened in a po- very positive fashion and continued up both the Dow Jones and NASDAQ and the S&P as yields on the two-year Treasury came down, the 10-year Treasury came down below 4%, and we had some positive or what was believed positive comments from one Fed governor from Chicago, Charles Evans, who is considered one of the more dovish investors on interest rates, saying that he is concerned that the Fed has gone too far and too fast. That plus some other positive comments relating to technology companies, including favorite Apple, helped move the market to a very positive open. But as the morning has progressed, interest rates on both the two-year and the 10-year have moved back up. Now, yes, yields are up, but that makes bond values go down. I'm going to repeat that as I believe I have been doing. As yields go up, bond values go down, and they can go down significantly. I do follow more a longer-term bond index, market symbol TLT, long-term treasury. This year, that index has gone from $148 a share to currently $101 a share. Yes, yields have gone up on that, but not enough to make up for that one-third loss in value. That is very significant. And if I look at that security alone, dating back two years, it has gone from $179 a share down, as we said, to 101 That is a tremendous loss in value for what some would consider a safe asset. If I look across the entire bond 
spectrum, I would see similar things happening with bond prices, prices going down as yields go up. This is something that I have not seen noted on financial TV or in the news. The focus is on look at yields going up, and as yields go up, they become very competitive to putting money in risk assets like stocks. Yes, the only thing that will turn the value of those bond assets around and have them move back up in value would be yields coming down and yields coming down significantly. Well, at this point in time, that's going to be very difficult to see as the Federal Reserve has maintained what, in my view, is a very tight policy in their effort to stamp out inflation. Yet, as I have said, a lot of inflation has come down and come down significantly, particularly when it comes to commodities. Not more than a year ago, as commodity prices were spiking, the Fed said, we see no inflation or inflation is transitory. We have no plans to raise interest rates significantly in 2022. Now, as commodity prices have been dropping and dropping a lot, the Fed sees stubborn inflation and wants to raise interest rates, form a tight monetary policy to eliminate that. And they are willing, as they have said, to see a recession, to see higher unemployment until prices stabilize or go down. Commodity prices may go down and go down a bunch, but I don't think the price of potato chips is going to go down that much. That said, do remember that the companies that have been hurt the most, which are technology companies, and I'll leave out banks because I don't track or invest in banks, but the technology companies have found a way through the years to continue to bring down costs. And I think that many of these companies, particularly in the semiconductor space, in two of the companies that I have big stakes in, Amazon and Apple, I do believe Apple especially offers a very significant haven in this current environment and still reasonable upside going forward. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952 952- 925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thanks very much, Chris. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.